Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you're a return listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all of your friends and family. And if you'd like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello, and thank you again for joining me on Let This Mind Be In You. Tonight, we're going to continue in the series on the millennial reign with part number four, where we're going to be discussing the difference between saints. And uh, I think it's a very interesting uh, subject to study. And um, again, I'm really thankful that you've joined me here on Let This Mind Be In You. So please join me for a previously recorded podcast where we talk about the saints in part number four of the millennial reign series. to let this mind be in you. This is a uh, fourth part in the series, the fourth part in the series on the millennial reign. All right, the millennial reign or the uh, thousand year reign of Christ. And so we'll get right into it uh, by way of introduction. So we've discussed so far the, uh, you know, just a little bit of the background, uh, the time period leading up to the millennial reign. Uh, we've talked about a few things that happened during during that specifically Daniel's 70th week. We talked about that. We talked about the uh, uh, the nation of Israel finally recognizing Jesus Christ as a Messiah, and that's, that's what spurs or that is the fulfillment of the prophecy uh, found in Zechariah and, and a, a few other places where Jesus Christ will come back to this earth to physically rule and reign for a thousand years. Uh, then we looked at the judgment seat, uh, um, not the judgment seat of Christ, not the great white throne judgment, but we looked at what was known as the judgment of nations or the judgment of the sheep and goats. Uh, we, we, we talked about that out of Matthew chapter 25. Uh, so tonight, we're actually going to be in the time period. Um, it's sort of transitioning into that moment um, right before this, um, I guess you would say, uh, right before the, the, the rain period starts, you know, the thousand-year rain starts of course, we talked about the judgment, like I just said, of the sheep and the goats, um, but uh, that'll come into what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, which is the saints. Um, so when the Bible uses the term saints, uh, we want to make sure we're, we're, we're reading it in context and who it's actually talking to and about, right? So we're going to look at that today, um, and we're going to look at uh, what I believe is a biblical difference between saints that are used during this time period. Uh, the first point that we're going to talk about is that he will come back with all of his saints. Okay, that's I believe that's going to be all of us, uh, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, all of us. That's where we'll get into that in just a moment. But he's going to rule and reign with a, a certain group of individuals known as the saints. And uh, so we're going to look at that uh, really quickly. I don't know if you, um, my wife's getting... Uh, my son and my daughter put in bed right now. So uh, that was pretty loud for me, but I don't know if you heard that or not, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, we're going to get right into it. Uh, so who is this period designed for? The saints. And uh, that's what's going to be the title, uh, the part four here. During the time period, 
Uh, it's transitioning from Daniel's 70th week into the thousand-year reign, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So first, the first point, he comes with all saints, all saints. And um, as I've said before, as I've heard a lot of people say before, all means all. So with that in mind, we're going to look at some verses here. But we're going to notice some differences when we come through here. So we're going to talk about that and point that out uh, for this for this subject, for this part of the series. He comes with all saints. This seems to be, okay, all the Old Testament saints. And the reason why I, I, I can say that is because turn back to Zechariah chapter 14. Zechariah chapter 14. And I'm going to look at this in the Old Testament. Now, um, I've had a brother just recently say a pretty good point that, you know, just because it's found in the Old Testament and the prophets wrote it down uh, doesn't mean they knew what they were writing. That makes, that makes great sense. They didn't know. They, was, it was, uh, they were inspired, written aforetime for our learning and so forth and so on. The Bible is very clear on that. But they didn't understand, they didn't see the period of time that we're in now the dealing with the Gentiles. So when it says all saints, uh, as we're about to read here, I don't think they necessarily saw a Gentile uh, group of individuals. Uh, they wouldn't have recognized the, the church age uh, to give it a title, okay? Uh, but they still would have wrote it down as the Holy Spirit inspired them to write, okay? It's God-breathed. We believe that here, uh, no doubts, okay? But Zechariah chapter 14 in verse number five, Zechariah chapter 14 in verse number five. And it says, uh, this is talking about, um, let's go back to verse four. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, right? Where I stood just uh, not that long ago in Jerusalem, the Mount of Olives. Uh, his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. This is talking about Jesus Christ, which is before Jerusalem on the east and on the Mount of Olives, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half the mountain shall remove towards the north, and half of it towards the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains. My dad believes that this is uh, the Red Rock City uh, of Petra. Uh, this is over into Jordan. It's not that far of a distance away, but it's another point at a, some other time we'll talk about. But the point is, is that he says, flee. Uh, to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee, like as ye fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come in all the saints with thee. Now, again, is this speaking about uh, just Old Testament saints? Is it talking about uh, tribulational saints? Um, I, it just says all saints, and this is why I'm just going to take the word for what it says and, and say all. Whether Zechariah knew or recognized who all were, he wrote down all for a reason, okay? So we're still going with that. So, so far, he is coming back with all of his saints. That includes all of them. Um, let's turn next to Jude. Jude 14. This was prophesied before. And we'll see that here in Jude, verse 14. There's only one book in Jude. So verse number 14, this was prophesied uh, by Enoch. And it's found right here in Jude 14, where it says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Now, whether or not um, 
I think this is talking about this time period because look what it continues to say, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, whether this is talking about the millennial reign or not, I, 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 I tend to think it is. Uh, there might be some differences of opinion with that, but the, when it says 10,000s, it's just like an innumerable number. And um, I think it's not a very specific number, like, okay, it's exactly 10,000. I just believe that it says 10,000s of his saints. It seems like to me that Enoch was talking about saints during that time period, Old Testament saints. He could have been seen. He could, have, like I said, could have seen us prophesied as as the Holy Spirit inspired him, and he and he prophesied. Um, I'm not doubting Scripture in one iota. Okay, so Enoch says it. Okay, and then look in um, finally in Revelation chapter 19. Uh, well, let's first let's turn to First Thessalonians three thirteen. Okay, let's look at what the Apostle Paul says about this. First Thessalonians. Chapter 3 and verse number 13. Okay. It says here, to the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Once again, it seems to me that he comes back. When he comes back, he comes back with all of his saints. When you say, well, Brother Mike, you know, it seems like maybe this saints could be the Old Testament saints. I thought that originally at first. I, I really studied through this. But the more I studied through it, uh, the more something started sticking out to me, and that's this next passage of Scripture we're going to go to in Revelation chapter 19. And once I started recognizing the difference between the saints, uh, this really started helping me a lot in this study. So Revelation chapter 19. Let's turn there real quick. Revelation chapter 19. Let's look at something that uh, kind of gives us a clue as to that it, this will be us as well that comes back as far as, as this conquering army, comes back with him, all of his saints. And it says here in uh, verse number 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Um, this is clearly Jesus Christ. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name, obviously, here it comes, is called the Word of God. We know this is Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Now, when it says white linen, this is a difference that we're about to look at here. I believe that this is white linen has to do with the, the church saints, okay? Doesn't mean that um, there's not other people coming along with it, like I said, all saints. It just seems to indicate that this is us because we are clothed in white linen. This is a clear difference between the next group of individuals that we're going to look at, the next group of saints. I do believe, like I said, again, I, I kind of went back and forth on this, but I do believe that we as a church, the body of Christ, do come back to this earth as the conquering army, here riding on white horses, wearing white linen. White linen indicates his righteousness. 
Okay, we can go back and you can study through that, but white linen is his righteousness, where that's what we're clothed in, seems to be us, okay? The church age individuals. The difference, and I've said this from the get-go, is that I there is a difference between who actually stays and rules and reigns physically on this physical kingdom that he sets up for a thousand years. I believe this next part we'll get into will show the clear difference of who's actually ruling and reigning on this earth. Now, again, I said from the get-go of this study that I won't separate over this. I mean, you know, if somebody wants to say that I'm, I'm wrong or, uh, you know, whatever, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I, I don't, I'm not going to argue about this kind of stuff because to me it's not something worth contending over. Um, I just wanted to show a few things the way, the way I see this, the scriptures here. And I'm going to show you why right now. Comes back, all right, we've established all. Comes back with all of his saints. That includes Old Testament, so forth and so on. We are going to see another group that's also going to be present, but it's going to rule and reign for a thousand years with him. Turn back to Daniel chapter 7. Okay, now remember Daniel was a, a Jew in captivity in Babylon um, and he prophesied many things. You know, the Daniel 9, we've already spoke about that. Daniel 70th week, the 70 weeks of Daniel, uh, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, you know, thy city and all this kind of stuff, a paraphrasing in Daniel 9. But look back at Daniel 7. Let's look really quick at Daniel chapter 7. Watch the time here. Daniel chapter 7, and we're going to go to verse number 13. Ezekiel, Daniel. Daniel chapter 7, starting in verse number 13. The Bible says here, uh, And I saw, or excuse me, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the, clou- with the clouds of heaven and came t- uh, to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Um, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Obviously, it's his kingdom. He's going to sit on the throne of David. This is Jesus Christ. This is the thousand-year reign of Christ that is spoken to, spoken about right here in Daniel 7. And it says in verse 15, I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. Well, that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. These great beasts, which are four, this is the four seraphim, or excuse me, uh, that's later on. I'm, I'm getting something confused. These great beasts that he just saw in the vision are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. This is the uh, seeing the different kings as far as the big major empires that will be established, okay? And uh, rise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Now, that means there's a physical kingdom here on this earth. Just like the four kings ruled the 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 big major empires that's talked about, I believe it's the Babylonians, the Assyrians, uh, and then the Romans. I, there's one other one, Babylonians, uh, the Assyrians, or Assyrians and Assyrians, and then the 
um, is escaping me right now, but I believe it's Rome, uh, the Greeks. There it is. Okay, the Assyrians and then the Greeks and then the Rome, Roman Empire. And, of course, you know, it talks about the vision that he sees of the ten toes, which are the, the ten nations that breaks off from there. The point is, is that these four nations rule physically on this earth because he allowed them to. God allowed them to rule in, and, so to speak, over this physical kingdom that it's talking about here. And it says, the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. That means this earth. Now, our, as I've said before, our uh, inheritance is not a earthly kingdom. It's not. And we can talk about this over and over and over again, but as a church, as the, as the believer in Christ, the body of Christ, our inheritance is heaven, New Jerusalem. And we'll get to that later in another study. But the point is, is that they're going to rule over a physical inheritance, as it says here, possess a kingdom forever and, and forever, even forever and ever. And you may be saying, well, doesn't he uh, destroy the, the current earth with a fervent heat? Yes, he does. But he makes all things new. There's a new earth that's coming. So there's no contradiction in the scripture. It will be there forever and ever for all of eternity. And I can't wait to get to that point. Continuing, though, in verse 19, then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. This is talking about the, when it breaks off and it's talking about the Antichrist and of the ten horns that were in his head and the other which came up and before whom three fell. Again, speaking of the Antichrist in this time period, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld, and the same horn made war. Now, this is, this is important. Made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Now, we know this is Daniel's 70th week. But we also know that if this is not talking about the church of God. Because in Matthew 16, 18, and we'll, we'll bring this up again, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Turn over there real quick, Matthew chapter 16. You know, the famous account when Jesus tells Peter, and when, she, and when Peter tells him, thou art Christ, you know, and, and claims, you know, and finally says, yes, you are God. Uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered, verse number 17, and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock, speaking of what he just said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There's no contradiction in Scripture. So which saints is it talking about? It's talking about the tribulational saints, the saints that are there during Daniel's 70th week. Therefore, that is why we are not here for Daniel's 70th week. Keep reading back in Daniel 7. And it says in verse number 22, until, read that again, verse number 21, made war with the saints and prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came. Who is this? Jesus Christ, when he comes back, when they finally, 
look upon him when they appear. When they finally accept him, as we've already discussed and, and talked about in this series, and judgment was given, look at this, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Which saints was it talking about in here? The same exact saints that were in this time period. I'm going to get into this even more, but the reason why, when I started really recognizing this, whoa, saints are not always talking about the same saints. They're different. It cannot be us clothed in fine linen that take possession of the kingdom. It's these saints. And this is what really kind of got me, okay, this is starting to make a little bit more sense. It's because if you keep reading down, thus he said, verse 23, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all the kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the 10 horns out of this kingdom are the 10 kings that shall arise again. And another shall rise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and shall subdue three kings and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. Who is he talking about? Once again, please read it in context. This is talking about those tribulational or the time of Jacob's trouble or Daniel's 70th week saints of the Most High God, or excuse me, Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of times. But... The judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, the everlasting gospel, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. This is the thousand-year reign of Christ. This is talking about the Antichrist that will wear out the saints. He will prevail against them until. That's why I know these saints are different. These are the saints that are going to take the possession. I just didn't stop there. Once again, this is Old Testament saints and those that are martyred or killed during the 70th week of Daniel. Look at this, Revelation chapter 6. Remember I said there was a difference between uh, clothing, and where they're located. Okay, just remember that. Revelation chapter 6 and verse number 9, it says, And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now look at their speech. Okay, ready? And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, Dost thou not judge, here's the key phrase right now, and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth. Jesus Christ, we're talking about the body of Christ now, we are not to look for revenge and avenge our blood and all these kinds of things. These are different than us. Look at keep going, because remember, they're souls. They're not resurrected. You know, they're not uh, the putting on the incorruption and uh, the, the catching up of the, of the bride of Christ, the, the catching away of the church, his body. Verse number 11, and white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also 
and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. These are time of, of Jacob's trouble. This is Daniel's 70th week. Those that are martyred for the cause of Christ. They're given white robes. Later on, it talks about, you know, they're dipped, made clean, uh, these robes. We are wearing white linen. They're wearing white robes. See the difference? There is a difference. And look also where they're at. It says they're given white robes, but where are they at? They're under the altar. Look again where it says, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. That's interesting because they haven't been resurrected yet and put on their new body. That's coming, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Look at Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11, and all these uh, notes uh, will, will be down in the, in the uh, description below. Revelation chapter 11 and verse number 15. Revelation chapter 11, and verse, starting in verse number 15, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdom, excuse me, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Because he will. Because he still reigns. It's his footstool. The earth is his footstool. The new earth. We'll get into all that at another subject for a different day. And look who shows up again. And the four and 20 elders, remember we talked about who are these 24 elders? Here they are again, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshiped God saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead that they should be judged, that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints. Hmm. Who are these saints? And them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. Who are these saints he's talking about? They are talking about here. Now look at the Jewishness of this. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. You know, these uh, people say, well, hey, you know, we're going to search for the ark of the covenant. You know, it's not there. You're not going to find it. According to the scriptures, it's, it's in heaven. Don't ask me how. I don't care what anybody says they've claimed they've found. This is according to this. It's in heaven. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. A lot of different signs that are going on there. But notice how Jewish this is. Talking about a temple which is also coming in the, in the thousand-year reign we'll talk about in the next part of this series. The point is, is that the 24 elders are here again. Now, remember when I talked about in Daniel 7, the prevailing against the saints and the gates of hell are not supposed to prevail against us? That's why they're different. Look at verse uh, or chapter 13 of Revelation. Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 7, starting verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Who's this? This is the Antichrist. He, was, he still has to ask permission, by the way. Um, he's, God's still in control. He makes all these things happen. He's the one that opens the seals. He's the one that's only one that's worthy to open those seals and to, and to do all this. That's why we are not here for it. But I digress. We're not talking about that as of this moment. But look at this. Here it is again. And to overcome them. 
and power was given him, was given to him, over all kindreds and tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's who's going to um, be damned because of taking the mark. They worship the beast. They took the mark in their forehead or in their right hand. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. They're going to have to have patience. They're going to have to endure this. These saints are different than us. These saints are different than us. As I said, overcome the saints. This is not the church, as we already talked about, Matthew 16, 18. Now turn to Revelation 14, verse number 12. Revelation 14, verse number, starting verse number 12, and we'll read on to just the 13, I believe. Yes. Here is the patience of the saints. Remember, we just got done talking about that. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. They got to do both? Yep. Keep reading. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Mm. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. They have to rest for a while, have to have patience. Here's the patience. How long, O Lord, until you avenge our blood? How long? Patience. Got to wait. Patience. For prophecy to be fulfilled. How long? And their works do follow them. That's interesting. Works do follow. What works? What works? As we talked about before, what are they going to be judged by? This is the resurrection that happens, by the way, um, at the end of the uh, time of Jacob's troubles, 70th week of Daniel, whatever period you want to you put the label on. Uh, the, the 70th week, these seven years. We already talked about the judgment. And what are they judged on? What works? Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31 through 46 will tell you exactly what they're judged on. He says it. He absolutely says what they're judged about. It's right there. Matthew chapter 25, for sake of time, go back and read it. We've read it before when we talked about the, the judgment of the sheep and the goats. Let's turn next to Revelation chapter 16. I hope this is, uh, this is starting to make a little bit of sense. That, um, you know, as I've studied all this out, I, I, it, just, it just popped out to me as I read it for what it plainly says. These are different saints. That are di different saints are going to get judged on different things, and they're going to rule and reign. And we're, and we're getting to that here soon. Revelation chapter 16 and verse number 6, and read down to verse 7. Uh, this is speaking about... Yeah, the, talking about the worship, the image, Revelation chapter 16 and verse number 6 and 7. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. Okay, this is um, judged thus, you know, the angels of the waters, verse number 5. And thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Okay, so in Revelation 16, the blood of the saints and prophets. Notice the, um, uh, 
notice the next verses that we're going to read in Revelation chapter 17. There's a difference of blood, okay? I just wanted to read that because, again, it talked about the saints um, and the position where they are at. You see that where it says, And I heard another out of the altar who was under the altar. Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Who are these that are under the altar? The souls of them that were beheaded, that were killed, that are crying out for vengeance. Avenge us, O Lord. Patience. And here's the patience of the saints. Which saints? Those under the altar. Keep reading. Revelation chapter 17 and verse number 6, talking about Mystery Babylon. You know, everybody talks about who, what, who is Mystery Babylon? It's pretty uh, apparent who Mystery Babylon is. By the way, uh, a lot of people say, well, it's the Roman Catholic Church, and I agree with it. However, I would say it's the man's religion. It's the world system. It is the Roman system. The Roman Empire, which is the fourth empire that breaks into ten, so forth and so on. That's just the way it is. They used a, um, a religious tool of the Roman Catholic Church. But yes, that is Mystery Babylon, Rome, okay, the Vatican, however you want to put it. But the ancient uh, power, the fourth power that was listed in prophecy as the Roman Empire is the world system as prophesied, okay? So I just want to get that out of the way, but look who, in, in verse number six, and I saw the woman, this is the uh, mother of harlots here, when it says, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, okay, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Now, wait a minute. If this was the same group, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put forth a position here. If this is the same group, um, why not just say drunken with the blood of the saints and the martyrs of Jesus? Because that would in- include them. But instead it says drunken with the blood of the saints, comma, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Two different groups. The saints drunken with the blood of the saints, those that are prevailed against, wore out during the time of uh, Daniel's 70th week, those that are killed and martyred, the ones that are crying out from the altar, so forth and so on. As we saw before, it talks about the prophets. That's why I think the Old Testament prophets and everything like that are a part of this group, but I digress here. And then it says, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. It's a different group. Because all down through history, this world system has killed people for Jesus Christ because of their testimony of Jesus Christ. That's why they're drunken on the blood of both. Okay, but it's two different groups. I just wanted to point that out. Now, let's get into Revelation chapter 18 as we start to wrap this up. Revelation chapter 18 and verse number 24. 18 verse 24. Still speaking about Mystery Babylon, and then, you know, it's being destroyed. It's finally taken care of. Everything starts collapsing as they come against the the nation of Israel, as the Battle of Megiddo, Armageddon, everything is coming to a close. Everything is happening there. It's finally getting destroyed. Mystery Babylon falls, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and all that were slain upon the earth, speaking about 
again, the blood of the prophets and of saints and all that were slain upon the earth. This is why I say this is a different group than us. Okay? Once again, because those saints are prevailed against and wore out, and the gates of hell will not prevail against his body. Okay? That's why we're not here one second into Daniel's 70th week, period. I know there's a lot of people that want to talk about, you know, halfway through, pre-wrath, post, and there's all these different kinds of things. But folks, if you read the word of God for what it says, you can't, you can't, you can, people do, twist it around to try to place us within this group, but we're not. Plain and simple. But the the next point here that I want to make uh, to wrap it up is Revelation chapter 20 and verse number four. Okay, I said all that. I, I made all this to say this. Revelation chapter 20 and verse number four. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. Daniel 7, who was it talking about? This says exactly the same thing. Judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls, where were the souls at? Now they're resurrected, as we'll see here in a second, of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, just like was promised in Daniel 7. We're not a part of this. This is why I've said from the get-go, this is why I, I can't place myself within this promise because I have nothing to do with it. I'm not one of those saints. I am a saint. I'm clothed in fine linen. I will come back with him, as, as it says in, in Revelation 19. I will come back but I'm not staying here to rule and reign physically on this earth. Now, some people say, well, what if, you know, Jesus is physically here. He rules and reigns for a thousand years. Why would he be without his bride? Um, I didn't say that we couldn't come back and forth. There's going to be another group of individuals that come back and forth between heaven and, and earth. And once again, in eternity, in the new heaven and new earth, we'll get to that. My point is, is that, we're not physically ruling and reigning because that's not been promised to us. That's all I'm saying. Keep reading down. Verse number five. But the rest of the dead, who are these? Live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So at the end of Daniel's 70th week, this first resurrection is when they are put on, they're given their new bodies. New bodies. And those that were remained alive this group of, of individuals that make it through alive, that endure to the end, Matthew chapter 24. Um, I'm talking about that all the time, Matthew chapter 24. This includes those that endure to the end are the 144,000, 12,000 of all the 12 tribes, 144,000 Jewish males. Uh, they make it through, and there's a very small remnant of people that are alive, and they live in for a very long period of time. During this time period, they they live a very, very long time. It's just like before the fall. It's just like before the flood, people were living almost a thousand years. These people and the ones that were martyred will be res they'll they'll be there at this judgment of the sheep and the goats, and so will these martyred individuals. 
finally the vengeance has come. The wrath was brought onto this earth. He came back, and with the sword that proceedeth out of his mouth, he consumed the nations that were prevailing because the Ancient of Days came, as it said in Daniel 7. He did it, and they will be resurrected. And when they're resurrected, they're judged by their works that follow them, as we've already looked at, and they, and they shall rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. But their judgment or their ruling of a physical kingdom won't stop there. And that's what we'll get into later on in another study. But I just wanted to talk about this beginning of this period, the beginning of the thousand year reign of Christ and who it is, the saints. So I wanted to show the difference between the saints. If there are disagreements, if there's uh, things that you want to bring out, I'm more than willing to hear people Reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Can't wait to talk to you. But thank you for joining me on the fourth part of this Millennial Reign series. I appreciate you for taking the time. Um, it was a little bit lengthy, but like I said, the, the notes, the, the verses will be there showing the difference between the saints. I'm a saint. If you're a child of God, you've been born again, you're a saint. And we'll come back. We'll come back clothed in, in white linen. But the one that's been, the, the, the group of individuals that have been given the, the promise of a physical ruling on this earth for a thousand years is a different group of saints. And I hope I've showed that biblically. And uh, if I've made a mistake or something like that, please reach out to me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, or just drop it in the comments section below in whatever platform you're listening to this or watching it. All right. Love you in the Lord. God bless you. I hope this has been edifying and you've learned something from the word of God. God bless you.